Told y'all this was a movement. Taking ain't believe Seven actually, a couple more locations have been added as well. So, anybody out there, uh, you don't necessarily have to, uh, you know, receive the mental health services either. You can um, look at all the events that are going on as well. And if you need an introduction to what is uh, mental health and things of that nature and what do you do for those particular situations, then you can go to makingmentalhealthmatters.com and go to the event page as well. But we have and studio with us today for this special edition. Miss uh, Aisha Ellen, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Doing great. Doing good. Uh, second time on the show. Yes, you yes. Know, uh, first time I was under a different organization. Um, so now you're the director of Outreach and Diversity. Yes. Outreach Engagement and at, Diversity. Outreach Engagement and Diversity at uh, Making uh, Judicial System. Making Judicial Circuit. Yeah, circuit. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a, all good. It's a lot. It, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so I know that, you know, um, basically, you know, with the whole uh, election cycle and everything, you know, we basically had new leadership put into different positions now uh, right. through the choice of the people. So uh, your particular position, um, do you know whether or not it was like something that was in the last administration or was it something new that was created? Um, there was an outreach component from the last administration, um, mm -hmm. not necessarily from a director's level, but there was okay. a um, outreach coordinator position from the last um, administration. Okay. And um, I guess upon uh, one, did you know that, you know, you were going to be, I guess, one of, or what was the process? 
the need to just reach out and be like, hey, I want you to come on board? Or well, like, how is that process? Well, as far as the process, um, DA Howard, all throughout her campaign when she was running, mm -hmm. um, was very adamant and um, intentional about the importance of community yeah. and outreach. Um, you know, typically we just know the district attorney's office to be um, just to prosecute crimes. And that's yeah. definitely the role of the DA's office is to yeah. prosecute crimes. But also, too, um, you know, it's, in, it's very important that um, our DA's office, our, our, uh, from the DA to the assistant mm -hmm. DA's, know the importance of serving the community yeah. and being there for the community. And so that was something that was very important to DA Howard throughout her campaign. Yeah. And so when the opportunity came about um, for this um, director's position, of course, I was very interested in it. I've mm -hmm. always been involved in in my community um, in various, you know, yeah, in various capacities. capacities yeah. Exactly. And so definitely was excited to learn that um, under the, the leadership of D.A. Howard, that um, that she was very intentional about making sure that outreach was and diversity was a, a key part of her administration. Yeah. So uh, what have y'all, well, what did y'all set up as far as like goals and what have y'all been able to accomplish thus far? Okay. Well, we have been very busy these last, gosh, I'm like, it's July. Mm -hmm. It's only, it's been what, seven months? It feels like seven mm -hmm. years sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I see y'all, like I've seen y'all out and about and I love the, the transparency mm -hmm. that the administration and the office uh presents to the public at large. Yes, yes. Well, we have taken off running. We kicked off early in the um, in the year, the first quarter of the administration by establishing an accountability council mm -hmm. um, that consists of, of citizens within the Bibb, Peach, and Crawford, because our judicial circuit consists of Bibb, Peach, and Crawford counties. Yes. And so um, we have formed our um, accountability council um, because like you stated earlier, as far as the transparency, that was something else that was very important mm -hmm. to DA Howard during her campaign was um, being transparent yeah. um, with the community and, and allowing stakeholders within the community, um, key stakeholders, to be able to have a, a seat at the table to mm. even to be a part of some of the initiatives that, yeah. that we have going on within the office. So we kicked off with the Accountability Council um, mm. that was formed. Um, we've also had our, um, back on June 9th, um, are changing the face of Justice Day. Um, that event kicked off where it was open to the community. It started off with an open bre community breakfast and community mm -hmm. forum where DA Howard was able to highlight as far as what we had done thus far, the first five months of the year yeah. and where we were planning on going the remainder of the year with some of our programs and initiatives. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kicked off, like I said, that was open to the community at the um, Grand Opera House on the morning of June 9th. Mm -hmm. And then also to that same day, we had um, um, a, rec a virtual record restriction um, or record expungement um, virtual event mm -hmm. where individuals who, um, who who qualified or or was or was actually trying to find out if they qualified um, mm -hmm. to be able to possibly um, you know get their records expunged so that was a virtual um, virtual um, educational webinar that was done on on the ninth and then we also did a community um, virtual town hall where we once again for those individuals who maybe weren't able to attend the in-person event that morning mm -hmm. we also did a community um 
virtual town hall via Zoom and um, and conference call um, for those individuals for individuals in the community to know as far as what we're actually working on. So transparency yeah. um, is definitely important and key um, to our office. Yeah, and I like the fact that you know y'all give out information too um, because. You know, in past or whatever, you know, people can seem disconnected mm -hmm. with that side of uh, public service. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, it's there, you know, especially wanting to educate people. Because like you said, of course, you know, as a DA's officer, you're going to prosecute. But I just knowing, like, who was I talking to? Oh, it was, I wasn't talking to, I was listening to uh, Judge... Um, Colvin. Colvin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she came to, uh, I was a part of AmeriCorps. Okay. Um, so I just, I finished last Thursday mm -hmm. and she spoke at our graduation oh, class. Oh, great, great. Yes. And she was telling us like, us as a community, you know, our faces aren't necessarily the ones you think about when you think about prosecutors mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And she said she chose that because you get to decide up front as opposed to how she put it, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Yeah. Um, like to be a defense attorney, you know, it's like uh, you're receiving information and you're, you're counter or you're reacting, you're counteracting. Uh, but as a prosecutor, you get to set the terms of how you want the narrative or the agenda, whatever the case may be for the case, right? And she's like, the choices that you make are powerful. Mm -hmm. And she realized that. And that's what like moved her in that direction. So, wow. yeah, and I, I get that sense with uh, with DA Howard as well. That because I remember uh, seeing her speak when she was running at a, a I think we might have even been at that same one. It was a, a Lois Foundation did a, a brunch. Okay, like how was September. it Lois's kids? Lois's kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a downtown somewhere and some place like going behind some store or something I've never had been to or mm -hmm, whatever but mm -hmm. I'm like okay cool but I got the sense that you know she understands that role yes absolutely very well and uh, understands the the power that comes to it because you can decide you know what to prosecute mm -hmm. prosecute what not to prosecute it and I guess what manner and what scope exactly or how she's going to pursue uh, prosecution in the manner when it needs to be when it needs to happen and not just you know throw people basically under a bus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the bus yeah. representing, you know, the judicial system. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and then also just getting back to the community aspect of it, because, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think most of us, I can speak honestly for myself, mm -hmm. really, you know, growing up and through my um, young adult and even adult years, like, mm -hmm. I don't think most people understood, like, you know, exactly what a district attorney does or what the office yeah. actually yeah. does. Exactly. Like, you know, it's a position that exists, yeah. uh -huh. but no one really understood. No, and so exactly. now it's taking the, 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 the guesswork, I guess, out yeah. of it as far as people are actually beginning to see you know the role that the DA has how powerful of a position mm -hmm. it is but also through our initiatives also seeing a DA who is actually genuinely concerned and connected with our community and yeah. I definitely would share as far as some of those initiatives too that we um, have done and will be doing mm -hmm. in the very near future um how do you like, because uh, I know you have the maintenance and I'm, you know, I'm going to just spread around here as far as these questions. Mm -hmm. No problem. <laughs> but I know y'all serve Macon, uh, well, I guess Bill County, mm -hmm. Peach County, and Crawford County, correct? Correct. Okay. How do you like, you know, decide like 
how y'all split y'all time and resources okay. among the okay. counties? Well, we always say DA Howard says we are one office in three locations. So mm -hmm. it really doesn't come to as far as how we split the resources because each one of those communities, Bill Crawford and Peach are, are important. Mm -hmm. um, they have maybe different issues, mm -hmm. um, but still those issues are important to the individuals who live in those specific counties. So it's mm -hmm. not necessarily about splitting okay. um, because once again, we're one office yeah. in three locations. And so we give equally as far as the, the services and needs uh, of, of all those counties, because all of those individuals are relying on our office to be able to, um, you know, to be a part of the, you know, keeping our communities um, safe. Mm -hmm. And so um, so it's not a matter of, you know, we give BIB 80 percent of the time and we mm -hmm. give the others 10 percent, 10 percent. No, mm -hmm. we are um, we have offices in all three locations. Okay. Um, so um, and we have we have court and trials in all three locations. Mm -hmm. And so um, we look at it as we're the making judicial circuit. Yeah. But we just happen to have three locations. But okay. we're like I said, again, we're one office yeah, in three, three locations. locations. I like that. <laughs> so um, what has been a response? Um, have y'all noticed a response with the community at large? How have they been receptive to y'all's efforts? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, sometimes I feel like I need to clone myself. Like I need to have, you know, yeah. like I need to be in all three <laughs> places and, and multiple places all at one time. Um, because we definitely try to um to get out within our community. Um, mm. we have a lot of requests coming in, but we also go out too. Sometimes I just go to events just to, to be present mm -hmm. to let people know that our office is here, that we're represented. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we get extended a lot of invitations, but like mm -hmm. I said I also um, just know too that in order to be a part of the community sometimes you just have to show up yeah. you know because sometimes people don't know to invite you so, yeah you yeah, know exactly. <laughs> they don't know that they can send an invitation and, exactly you know, and exactly people might have their own miss preconceptions of all oh, they're too busy and they won't think that this is worthwhile or whatever exactly exactly and so like I said and that's hence a part of my role as far as being the community um, outreach engagement mm -hmm. and diversity director is to um, you know definitely go to where the when the invitations are extended but mm -hmm. also be engaged in my community to you know it's always something going on and you can't make everything and sometimes mm -hmm. you miss certain things yeah. but I always try to make sure that I'm engaged and knowing what's going on and um, and now I actually have a staff that will be able to assist me with yeah. also also going out. So yeah, I guess yeah. I can sort of clone myself now. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, like, you know, your number gets passed out a lot. Yeah. A whole lot, a whole lot. <coughs> and since you mentioned the number, it's become, it's become a running joke in our office. But if anyone needs to reach the DA's office, you can contact me at 478 seven zero three two zero zero six so that's that's my number and um quite, i think quite a few people know it and those who don't know it will soon know it yeah i thought that was very funny like even looking up the information i think your email your number is the one listed but i get it though you know everybody needs a funnel system yes exactly uh, to be able, and then that seems like you know that goes along with your it does it does yeah able, you know, yeah you know i can't be the director of community outreach engagement and diversity if the community can't find me or reach exactly. me so <laughs> so what has been like one of the most enlightening or uh, eye-opener experiences you've had so far under the position? Well, you know what, with the most eye-opening, like I said, for me, um, even though, you know, I consider myself, you know, a pretty knowledgeable person, but as far as, mm. and of course, I, I know the law enough to know not to break it, yeah. but, you know, still just understanding as far as just the 
the judicial process and being able to see it on, on the other side. Um, the most I had done in the past, I was a juror years ago, probably yeah. about 20 something years ago. Yeah. And But still just seeing the, the process as far as, you know, and how we all have a responsibility mm -hmm. um, as far as from, you know, whether you're a juror or, you know, whether you're a, a witness or, you know, whatever the case may be, how we all have a responsibility. And so, so just being on the other side and just seeing how, yeah. um, how things work behind the scenes. You know, one of, one of my favorite shows is Law and Order. And so, <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, all these years of probably about 20 years of watching Law and Order to really see, you know, like, okay, you know, of course you got your made for TV stuff, uh, but then to really just see the, the behind the scene process and how, how things work. And, and, but I think out of anything, the part that has been the most enlightening and touching for me is just to see as far as the role, how we play, Play in our office, yeah. in any DA's office, as far as when it comes to victim services, mm -hmm. um, and and being able to, um, you know, our office, we are the advocates for for victims, for the victims, um, the voice for the voiceless in a lot of situations, and so being up close and personal with that, and mm -hmm. knowing the services that are offered you know, for individuals who have been victims of crime, um, you know, no one, no one prepares or, or plans to be a victim. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't wake up one day and say, mm -hmm. Oh, I want to, I want to be a victim. I want to yeah. be, you know, you know, you, and so to see as far as what our office, the role that we play, and I, I never had any idea the services mm -hmm. that are offered. You know, you just think about the trial and, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully a victim getting justice by, yeah, you know, the, the, by, the, the financial impact or, you know, mental impact. And yeah, like yeah. 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 It's one thing because I, uh, I learned about like the victim, the crime victim compensation program mm -hmm. a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, doing, yeah. You know, with mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I tell people all the time, like man, they set money aside to where all you gotta do is you know get the police report, mm -hmm. you know, find your provider that's going to bill it for you, mm -hmm. and then just fill out the application process, and you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they yeah. pay. Yeah, uh, you know, in different categories up to a good amount to get like quality service. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know. I and, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and I was just going to say even just something that definitely you know very well as far as the mental health aspect mm -hmm. of it and, and the partnerships that, that you know, that we have um, to be able to provide individuals who have been victims of crime with sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, the, the money compensation may not be the issue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's the, the emotional mm -hmm. part of it, the mental part of it that you know those services that are offered so um prior to coming into this role um you know i, I wasn't aware that of of, of such services so mm -hmm. that was the most eye-opening um thing for me to be able to to become aware and knowledgeable yeah. of, of the various services that are offered to yeah. victims because prior to you know, I just yeah. thought it would just all boil down to whether or not you get justice in the courtroom. You can yeah. get that justice and still, you still are dealing with that mental impact of whatever mm -hmm. the crime that was committed against you have caused. So, you know, definitely the mental health component, the, the services for the victims, mm -hmm. that has been the most, um, the most, um, I guess, eye-opening for me to know the role that, yeah. uh, that our office plays as far as making sure our victims um, receive the assistance and services in which they need. Now, uh, so coming from off of that standpoint, 
Why do you think it is that the community at large doesn't like really know about the various resources? Is it due to, like, because I know there's budgets, right, mm -hmm. with every organization. I look at it like, you know, it's the same thing I've seen with like nonprofits and the fact that, you know, we get caught up in doing services for the people, mm -hmm. but there's really nothing set aside to actually promote services yeah, yeah and that's where it comes across because i believe you know i mean victim services has always been in existence and mm -hmm. for those people who have been victimized they were definitely made aware of the services mm -hmm. um but now though you know while we're taking a more you know an approach as far as being more transparent mm -hmm. um, because sometimes there are individuals also maybe have maybe they have been victimized indirectly through it. maybe it was a family member you know it's just various things you know everybody's not necessarily comfortable with asking for help yeah. and so you know but now knowing that these services exist it might be a victim who maybe for whatever reason decided to not take advantage of the services at the time when offered but now a family member knows that you know these services mm -hmm. are offered you know and so by them knowing they can actually be a resource to be able to encourage that loved one who has been victimized mm -hmm. to perhaps you know take advantage of of the services that are offered but the services have always been there i don't want to get that misconstrued yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, a matter yeah. of, of the public knowing. knowing. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things also that I forgot to mention on June 9th prior to, we had launched our Justice magazine that covers yeah, and, I, and I, covers information. That was a nice magazine. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, normally when you see a publication and stuff, you're like, okay, is it going to be very informative? Is mm -hmm. it going to, like, look good and things of that nature? And would it really serve as a good tool? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. It was nice, polished, yeah, nice yeah. layout, very, very uh, informative and um, aesthetically, it looked good mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. It definitely caught your attention. And then the information in there, you know, there was mm -hmm. several um, pages about our victim services um, um, department. Um, Pam Faison is our director of victim services. So several, and a lot of information about victim services. Also information too about our community outreach um, initiatives. Mm -hmm. um, several of which now at this time have already uh, occurred. Um, our Junior Justice League, we actually mm -hmm. kicked that off on, um, on last week, um, where it's a three-part series in that, where it's focused on middle school age students mm -hmm. and, and really highlighting on kids who have maybe been impacted by some type of trauma, whether directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. And so we kicked off last week um, with, um, and we partnered with several local um, organizations on that, um, Fathers Among Men, mm -hmm. um, Lois's Kids, mm -hmm. uh, You Create Making, mm -hmm. and, um, and the Mentors Project. Mm -hmm. And so um, that students from each one of those organizations represented. Um, we had a Zoom orientation the other day. And then um, next week, we're actually gonna do a day at the courthouse where they'll be able to come mm -hmm. and um, have a tour of the courthouse, mm -hmm. um, meet with various individuals from from judges to, of course, the DA, mm -hmm. um, judges, maybe some ADAs, um, other people that play a role, basically behind the scenes for them to learn about the judicial system. Yeah. So they'll spend a half a day with us at the courthouse. We'll serve them lunch, um, have some fun activities for them. That's fantastic to do because one, it increases sense of connection yes. with the community. Yes. But then two, you also can inspire kids to let them see other walks of life as far as pursuing careers and things of that nature. Yes. Yes, and absolutely. It, 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 I think it becomes an eye opener. I think, you know, sometimes you funnel kids 
in a certain path and i'm like no we need to expose them to exactly exactly because in, in this day and age of social media you know a lot of times law enforcement for our young people particularly mm -hmm. our young black and brown kids it could be viewed as a scary thing mm -hmm. you know um and so we want to be able to show them that you know as far as what the judicial system looks like explain teach them early on as far as the process mm -hmm. and then you know and, and just expose them some mm -hmm. you know there are some some kids how many i mean how many kids or adults have had an opportunity to sit in and talk to a judge in a judge's chamber without being yeah, in trouble exactly. you know? yeah. but actually be able to talk with a judge and learn about um, the role of the judge and just learn the difference between the various courts, you know, superior court, mm -hmm. state court. Yeah, um, I still had trouble with that. So. It, it's, yeah, that was another thing that was new to me as well. And to me, it was just all court. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so that, you know, for kids to have that opportunity and to be able to sit down and, and talk with a DA. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll also, you know, have um, representatives from law enforcement there as well. Um, but to be able to be able to see them as people mm -hmm. and, and and not necessarily something scary or threatening. Yeah. So, um, and then we're going to culminate it all um, with the kids on August 1st. We're going to take them to the um, to a Braves game. Okay. Uh, August 1st cool. at the, to the Atlanta Braves game. August 1st is actually uh, Hank Aaron Day. Okay. Um, and so we're going to take them there for, for, you know, to enjoy the ball game. And mm -hmm. um, our theme, because uh, we pulled this from Hank Aaron himself, is just mm -hmm. swinging. And okay. so, um, so we're focusing around that theme and um, um, so we, we're just ex excited, you know, um, about about being able to work with with, with our young people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we go out a lot. D.A. Howard does. We were at the Booker T. Washington Center last week. Mm -hmm. um, I was also with it at an event with Lois's kids. We've done something with You Create Making, mm -hmm. um, just to name a few. Yeah. Um, and then some things that we've also done virtually. Um, you know, with student organizations. So definitely um, our young people, all people are definitely very mm. important to us, but definitely as far as, as you know, showing positive images and exposing mm. our kids to, um, to, to the world outside of maybe the 30 mile radius that they're yeah, comfortable to, and, yeah. and accustomed to being in. Yeah. That's what's up. That's dope. I like all that. You know, <laughs> you know, anything for the kids to enrich on stuff. And then, of course, exactly. you know, for adults as well. But I think, you know, we really have a great impression where we, we can put a, a great impression on kids. Exactly. And exactly. Expose them and open up their minds so they won't get confined in the way of the thinking. And like you said, just seeing, like, you know, their interaction with the law and knowing about policies and things of that nature shouldn't just be law enforcement. They should see all different sides. Exactly. Of, uh, and the whole yeah, and the whole process as far as how how the judicial process works because most of us really mm. don't know. Maybe until you if you're getting involved in it in yeah. some type of way. Um but most of us don't know, you know, what, what that process looks like. So mm. like I said, the Junior Justice League definitely excited about um, about this initiative and then it sort of goes into also to our rise program which mm -hmm. we will be uh, we will be kicking off this fall um, with um, with the school district um, the Bill County School District as well as we'll be doing some things with Crawford and Peach as well um, with rise and mm -hmm. uh, rise actually focuses on um, nonviolent um, youth offenders um, as a way to provide them with services, mental health services. We mm -hmm. want a grant uh, where we will be able to um, offer some mental health services um, for for those kids who maybe who have committed nonviolent offenses um, mm -hmm. as a way to deter them from yeah. having to get 
a, become a part of the system, of the exactly. judicial system. And so, it, it, you know, it's all about, you know, we have future plans as far as with a second chance court and, and various initiatives. You know, we want to hold people accountable for their actions, mm -hmm. but we don't want to destroy lives at the yeah. same time. So. I love that. Hold them, hold them accountable, but do not destroy their lives. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to be a redemption process. Exactly. Because you know, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, exactly. Young and old, mm -hmm. we all make mistakes, but those mistakes should not prevent us from being able to have a, a future, being able to provide for ourselves and our mm -hmm. families. And so these are just, you know, some of the initiatives that we are, are currently working on. So, mm -hmm. you know, definitely excited excited about it. I, I came from a background, as you stated earlier, I was here before with another organization, mm -hmm. LifeLink, and, and that in that role, it was all about saving lives, and I, and I mm -hmm. still feel like I'm still saving yeah. lives. You're doing it in a different manner. In a different manner, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, um, oh man, I had like a fantastic question, but I've been sitting there <laughs> listening to all this information. Uh, so the DA's, um, their elected position, is it, a four, is it four years? It's a four-year term. Mm -hmm. okay. It's a four-year term. And I guess you, you don't have term limits for a DAD. I, you know, that's a good question. I don't think so because okay. I know, I mean, I know the former DA, he was running for a third term. So, okay. yeah, yeah, he had served two and was running for, for a third one. So, yeah, I don't I don't think there are term limits. Don't quote me on that, mm -hmm. though. Don't quote me on that. We may have to do some research <laughs> on that one. <laughs> How uh, how uh, did you view the uh, campaign? Were you like uh, a part of it or were you able to watch um, from like a sideline or anything? Yeah, or? well, a combination of both actually. I actually met D.A. Howard through, um, um, during her campaign. Well, let me go back. We actually attend the same church, but where I really got to know her from was not necessarily from the church early mm -hmm. on. We served on the um, community advisory board together for the Hope Center. Okay. Um, and the Hope Center, for those who may not be familiar, is our local, now it's called Compass Cares though, but mm -hmm. it's our local HIV AIDS clinic. And so um, we, we met serving on the community advisory board and it just so happened to be all during the time also where she announced her um, candidacy mm -hmm. to run for DA and so um, I, I volunteered um, you know during her campaign and in different capacities and mm -hmm. then um, and then it and also too it was just I guess she looked at me as like everywhere she went in the community I was there and so um, because she definitely wanted someone to be in this role who was was already in the community, already had a sense of community. I know the community and um, a lot of the community knows me as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say, though, I've also learned that, um, you know, I've also had an opportunity just within the last seven months of being in this role to uh, connect with so many people that we've all been here in Macon mm -hmm. all or most of our lives and, and I never connected with them. So yeah. it definitely has allowed me the opportunity to um, to broaden my horizons and be able to connect with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I thought I was connected with everybody. Yeah. But... <laughs> you know, I tell people, um, you know, not being in Macon native or anything, coming mm -hmm. from Nashville, Tennessee to, you know, Macon, well, technically we went to Fort Valley then to Macon, lived in Griffith a little bit, then came back to Macon, um, as far as like the places that I lived. Macon is bigger than what, you know, people like try to it is. make it, make yeah. it Bibb County. Yeah. Like, I mean, we already 100. got like, what, a 300, 300 churches probably, maybe 500. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> per capita church, I was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of churches, but even like just the, fear, the sheer number of residents 
152,000, I think, yeah, and I think in Bibb County. Mm -hmm. So then you're also talking about uh, adding Peach County and Crawford County Crawford as well. County. So mm -hmm. boost that number up. And I'm like, that's not bad as yeah. far as like a city. I'm yeah. like, we're the fourth largest city in the state, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it's pretty big when you consider all the other cities and things and nations that are in this state. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But it has definitely been, like I said, it's it's been seven months. It seems mm -hmm. like it's been much longer because we've yeah. done quite but a bit. It's because you're out there working, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you're putting in quality work, see, that's quality work. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. out there, it's like, shh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been doing this forever. It does. It does. But like I said, we have definitely uh, been busy, and then um, you know, we're just starting. We're yeah. just starting. We still, we still have a. We yeah, have. A I could only imagine go. like what y'all, uh, you know, will accomplish like the rest of this year, and then going into next year and the third year and yeah. all that. Um, but I do uh, feel like, and I'm sure you probably feel this too. I feel that the whole middle Georgia area is on uh, this uh, resurgence and moving and a positive great overall yes, manner yes yes and direction whether it be um like you know mental health coming to the forefront mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. people are really starting to talk about it way more and actually you know want to see the services and then you know really wanting to attack blight and you yes. know really wanting to attack you know what can we do to you know lessen the crime yeah yes. and you know deter people from doing that so i feel like with all these multi-pronged approaches that will be like the shiny, excuse me, the shiny star of the state within a few years or oh, so. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, and it's all, like I said, all the things that you just mentioned as far as mental health, um, the things that um, your wife mm -hmm. is doing within our community, the partnerships in which she um, has, but then also to tying in as far as the blight um, and, and other like all of these things are connected. Mm -hmm. um, I, I ride through um, my old neighborhood sometime and since I'm on this side of town, I grew up in South Macon. I probably every time I come on this way, I just tend to drive past my my childhood home, mm -hmm. which is one of those homes that's now blighted now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, I don't see the same neighborhood that I saw as a child and as a teenager and young mm -hmm. adult growing up. And, and I could just imagine as far as like if I woke up in around blight all around me, mm -hmm. how that would impact me mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. You know, I mean, and people don't correlate and put it together, but it does play. It does play a role as far as as far as in your in your mental health. It really yeah, does. It because does. even the time while I'm just driving through my own neighborhood, I, I, I feel a sadness coming about because I'm like, this isn't the same neighborhood that yeah. I grew up in. Exactly. And to see my childhood home that my grandparents had worked so hard on and now it's boarded up and spray painted on, mm -hmm. that impacts me just the time that I ride through there. So yeah. I can imagine if I lived across the street or next door, mm -hmm. you know, how I would feel seeing that every day. So yeah, it definitely exactly. plays a role in our, in our mental health. It it does. It, it all plays a role. So, you know, I, I like that we're moving in a positive direction yeah. and, you know, um, that for the most part, I think everybody agrees that we're moving in a positive direction. Of course, you do have some people um, who think otherwise, whatever, yeah. but you I think... You always have naysayers, and, yeah, um, but, but you can't be discouraged by it. I've, you know, I actually get encouragement from the naysayers. Yeah, but <laughs> I, uh, I tell people all the time, like, look, you know, it's it's okay to have a difference of opinion but also why don't you get out into the community yeah i think when people actually go out and intentionally 
and get out their comfort zone. Yes. Right? Because I, I go all over me. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm all over me. Mm -hmm. And whether it's helping out through a cleanup or whatever the case would mm -hmm. be, I'll mm -hmm. go anywhere where I need it. And I'm like, that allows you to, you know, see other people and to empathize. Exactly. And exactly. to build that uh, skill set. Because, you know, like we all can just sit home in our own little bubble or whatever mm -hmm. and critique, mm -hmm. critique, critique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the easiest thing to do. That's the easiest thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. To sit but, or to sit in your bubble or sit behind your keyboard and, yes. and, and, and give negative comments that's that's easy to do but mm -hmm. you know when you can get out and, and actually go out and amongst the people and roll out your sleeves um you know you mentioned about so you said something about a cleanup that's mm -hmm. something we'll be we'll be doing also mm -hmm. this upcoming saturday okay. um, our office we have partnered with um house of hope Macon, okay. um as well as saint luke um baptist church and we will be um doing a com community cleanup um a part of the countywide cleanup mm -hmm. this upcoming saturday um we'll be meeting at saint luke church over on um in east macon mm -hmm. um doing a cleanup over in, in that neighborhood so um we um you know, I, I encourage everyone, you know, do, you know, we can, if we all just did a little bit, yeah, I always say, up. yeah, many hands um, make little work. So mm -hmm. We have many hands in there doing, you know, we could all just do a little bit if we all got our hands, got our hands out there and got our hands dirty. Mm -hmm. we, we could get a lot accomplished. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, do y'all set like goals um, that you are trying to accomplish by like, you know, in a year or... Well, you know, sometimes you do set goals. You always have to set goals. But I've also learned also, too, that um, even though when you set your goals, you got to always be flexible because mm -hmm. it may not yeah. always go according to plan. Or sometimes you have a goal set and then another need arises that maybe that wasn't on your radar. But mm -hmm. now that need has arise. Mm -hmm. And, and now, now you're moving forward with that. And, and an example of that is um, another initiative that we're working on, which was not a part of the original goal, mm -hmm. but definitely has taken the forefront now is um, our co-sleeping campaign mm -hmm. and um, through the um, each county in Georgia has a child fatality review committee mm -hmm. and so um, and you have various individuals from various agencies that serve on that committee the DA's office being one mm -hmm. and so we have an, an ADA um, like a victim advocates and other mm -hmm. individuals but then you also have representatives from DFACS, mm -hmm. local law enforcement organizations such as that mm -hmm. and so they review all child um, fatalities yeah. despite it doesn't have to have to be associated with a crime yeah, yeah. no no I, I, I know i know what you're talking about because i was talking about that as far as every child who dies they mm -hmm. have to go through you this have process. to go exactly uh -huh. exactly but it, it, we found that through the child fatality review committee for bibb county um i don't know the exact number but it was like 30 percent give or take of mm -hmm. child deaths in Bibb County in 2020 mm -hmm. were due to um, co-sleeping um, mm -hmm. individuals. And I, I was guilty of it too. Mm -hmm. You know, you put your baby in the bed with you, you mm -hmm. sleep with, or you put your baby on your chest, you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes those, it can result in, in mm -hmm. child um, co-sleeping deaths through suffocation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a parent or even if they're an older sibling in the bed can roll over on the mm -hmm. child and it can become fatal. And so yeah. um, through that child fatality review committee um it was discovered that we had a high percentage even if it was one child that was yeah. one too many yeah. that's a preventable death yes. and so our office has um through through learning those numbers those statistics we are now doing a bassinet slash um, pack and play um, drive um, or initiative okay. where we have partnered with various organizations. We actually had our kickoff. We had 
had a luncheon uh, where a new and expected moms luncheon where mm -hmm. we invited um, new and expected moms and we partnered with organizations such as DFACS and, and all three of the counties, um, River Edge, um, the um, African Methodist Episcopal Corps, AME Church, the Women's Missionary Society, mm -hmm. Parenting Court, um, Kobe Center, just to name a few, um, United Way of Central Georgia, mm -hmm. um, those organizations. And so we had representatives from those agencies as well as new and expected moms where they were able to, um, you know, learn about the, the dangers of co-sleeping. And mm -hmm. then also too, we had um, an organization, um, um, Hand to Heart, um, which is which did an infant CPR demonstration, and we also had the Make and Be a Fire Department that also assisted with that yeah. as well. Um, so just to be able to, once again, we saw that there was an issue. We mm -hmm. saw that our most vulnerable, our babies, mm -hmm. were were dying, and and like I said, to no one's fault. I've I've been guilty of yeah. you know my son's nineteen now, but you know I've been yeah, guilty no, no, of no. putting the baby in the bed, mm -hmm. and yeah, and it was just a blessing that for me and my family, you know, nothing tragic came about. Yeah. Yeah. But it is it is dangerous. Yeah, because it, it, it's easy for you know a parent to roll over, be dead, be tired, whatever. Yes, and have exactly. no no intention. Exactly, like that, but, exactly. You know, we, exactly. Sometimes we forget how fragile exactly. infants are. Yes, and that they can't say they can't help yes. you get out from me. You know, yes, what I'm saying? they can't exactly. push you off. You know, what I'm saying things of the nature. Exactly, so, exactly. No, I, I definitely get it. Yeah, and so that's not necessarily something that you would ideally think that a district attorney's office would be doing. You know, mm -hmm. a bassinet drive. Um, but we saw the need, and mm -hmm. um, and thus far we have been able to service. Um, I've serviced um a couple of families. Um, mm -hmm. two just the other day here in Bibb County, and mm -hmm. then also in Peach County a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was a child fatality review meeting going on in Peach County, and mm -hmm. we learned that a family, um, a mother of twins, had um lost everything in a in a house fire, and so mm -hmm. we were able to get um pack and plays mm -hmm. for those six month old babies. Yeah. Um, you know, because like I said, the family had lost everything yeah. and that connection came through um peach county defects so yeah. we are um you know like i said doing some non-traditional things in the That's da's it. office but I it's, love it. once again it's all about um you know saving lives so yeah. I'm, I'm still in the business of saving lives exactly. <laughs> so uh for anybody out there who wants to get in contact, um, partner, things of that nature, what is the best way for them to reach out? The best way is to contact me on my cell phone. Um, that's 478-703-2006. And that's for any of our initiatives or just in general, if you just have a question about anything in general. Um, I may not necessarily always have the answers, but if mm -hmm. they contact me, I'll make sure I get them to the person who does. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate your time. I don't know, uh, you know, I don't want to, Take up too much of your time. This busy day, but the information is valuable. It's great. I love what y'all are doing in the community. Keep doing what y'all doing. I'm here to resource anything I can do to help spread the word or anything else. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Just let me know. I'm there. Okay, and thank you always for helping. You know, bring a, you know our voices to the to the community. A lot of times, um, you know, it's hard to get you know to get people to invite you in to share <laughs> what you're doing. But you're always so open and welcoming. And in this role for me and even in um in my prior role so yeah. definitely a, a appreciate appreciate you oh, yeah. and all that you do so keep doing what you do well, i will now, uh, everybody out there um y'all can keep supporting keep uh following the page go download the app if you have not downloaded the app like i said just reach out to the uh, various resources that's been uh, mentioned and y'all stay tuned for uh, future episodes
Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up ain't believe. South, we getting banged up. Worldwide, we getting banged up. Yeah. Call up 917-889-8041. Just the bang down radio show. We controlling the globe and we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we put in that work and bang down, do it for the culture. Then it's one love wins from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'll tip she the trophy. And we keep making moves by coastal. Not them suckers they believe, but I told you. Banged out, about to be your household name. And banged out mean when you pop more change. Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle. Networking Saturday is about to be your movie. Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it. It's a conglomerate, we get into it. Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired. We'll in the H while you riding on the interstate. We got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in. And tap in with the movement, cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this, captain of the mothership. If you ain't know that you know now.